Always a pleasure to have one of the best in the business on the one one. So let's bring him in, Simon A. Miller. Welcome back to the show. Thanks, BJ. Terry, hope you're well. Very well, very well. Now, quickly, we'll start on uh, on the filly. Amelia's jewel um, got the chockies in the uh, first up in the Belgravia last Saturday. What did you make of the performance? And I guess from our listeners' point of view, we see that the acceptances have just come out for the Burgess Queen on Tuesday. What is the what is Plan A moving forward with this uh, superstar filly? So she'll go Burgess Queen, and then we'll just assess off the back of that whether we go champion Philly, then a guinea, or just into a guinea. I suppose we've got to be mindful that the two races we want to gun down are the guineas and the northerly, just mm-hmm. how we get there. Um, the Phillies are on the Big Bash series, so you've got to watch them closely and make sure you're doing the right thing by them. So... She comes through the running good order, so um, that makes my job easy to start with now. And then, and now we just got to prepare her for Tuesday. But uh, she's drawn wide, which I think is a good thing in that race because mm-hmm. um, we we can go when we want to go. And you know, like I didn't mind drawing one the other day because there were some good horses around us who knew they'd take into the straight. But there's a few in this that you wouldn't want to get stuck behind. So I think drawing wide's good. Simon, were you a little bit – there was obviously a bit of public conjecture about uh, Amelia's uh, two trials leading into that first up run. Uh, I was one of a few that wasn't sure if she'd returned quite the same horse and if she could go with a horse like Snow Dome. Were you – I know publicly you were always very confident and you – but were you – did you have any – little niggles or little concerns because on, on occasion sometimes the two-year-olds don't come back as strong a racehorse. Did you have any of those concerns um, before she hit the track first up? I, I didn't have any concerns because you look at all our top juveniles that have raced for us, they've come back and raced at three, four, five. Mm-hmm. So we pick we mm. pick the eyes out of which ones we put a bit of pressure on. Um, I suppose people – from the outside, I could see those trials and were wondering where she at. Um, but I hadn't pulled the trigger at any stage at home in proper work. And we had pretty bad winter where the tracks, uh, we were losing gallops due to lightning or, or rain-affected tracks. And then sometimes the surfaces weren't up to standard through no fault of anyone. It's just Mother Nature was cruel. So I was always just looking after her. And then you... You know, I'm mindful she's a filly and she's on a pretty solid campaign and you've got to constantly back up. So I held a hand in those trials. So I knew where I was at and what I was doing, but I can understand why people were on the chat about whether they were in her corner or, or not. Um, but I suppose the easy, to answer your question in the easiest way was I, the Tuesday before... Um, she raced in the Belgravia. I let the handbrake go and she just belted up and it was like, well, mm-hmm. you've still got it. So uh, it was just a ridiculous time with ease. So, um, and sorry, you know, I'd, only, no, I'd only given her two gallops, proper hit out going to the races and that was one and the other time was in between her first and her second trial. I just wanted to make sure that she still had it because I hadn't put her under pressure. So, uh, But I can understand where everyone was sort of up in arms. So Simon, have you have you ever yeah, just rejog my memory, have you ever had a three year old head towards the eighteen hundred now northerly before, like as their target race? So is, is this new territory for you? Uh for Phillies it is. Like yep. I had Akinar Star, he ran That's third right. in it yep. and he was he was 
awfully unlucky as they were going around the back straight there the first time. He got lost his spot and got pushed through the rail and still picked himself up around third. So, But his was easy because he was, you know, they're two weeks, two weeks, two weeks all the way through. Um, Phillies, oh, you just got to be so mindful of. Lady Cosmology, I could have gone down that path. That's right, yes. But, but she's a different filly to... Amelia's jewel, like Lady Cosmology, um, you know, Amelia's jewel, you'd hold her hand and she's the one you'd let beat the parents, whereas Lady Cosmology, <laughs> she'd put she'd put four around your head and if you left the nightclub at midnight, she'd call you a pussy. You know? like she, was, she, was that, she was just that aggressive. Um, and so she was down that path, but the backups would never worry her because she's so tough and strong, whereas this one's fatigued, so... Uh, horses for courses, but uh, so to answer your question, uh, I've trained her totally different, knowing that I want to have a right for the for the guineas and the hopefully the northerly. That's what that's I guess the point that that I was getting at with with yeah. Amelia's jewel. She she was just a dominant two year old, but with the one and a half million dollar you know eighteen hundred meter race in mind. You know, and you're a trainer who who is historically gets them ready to go first up, second up, bang bang. You know, like you you get them fit and firing and well, but you just have to the the timing to get her cherry ripe for her two grand finals is is going to be the key, isn't it? Absolutely, mm. and it was a bit of thrill seeker moment training for the Belgravia because I knew I had a fault enough to win, but I had heaps of room for improvement. Um, so you've got to get that balance right where you haven't heard a post-race from the first up run because you've got to quickly get her back into the regime for the Melbourne Cup day. So uh, it's a bit of a thrill-seeker training program if you do it that way. But if you get it right, then you'll hopefully get rewarded down the track with the bigger races in mind. Yeah, absolutely. So so plan A is Burgess Queen, Guineas, Northerly. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. yeah. And uh, you'd love to throw the champion fillies in as well. Yes, um, but it's just it's just whether we're doing the right thing. We're just I'll have to just watch her, you know. Like if she, I've said she'll come out and won that North, uh, the Burgess Queen by four with a head on her chest and hasn't done anything. Well, you could easily go the Champion Phillies and the Guineas, but if she has a bit of a hard run in the in the Burgess Queen, you might just bypass Champion Phillies. So it's just a bit of um, suck and see, and we'll just have a look along the way. It's a bit like a few of Bob's over the journey have gone to the champion fillies and they may not have pulled up as well. They've actually skipped the guineas. Cooked a few of our futures tickets. I, and think, gone I, and, yeah, I think Arcadia Queen. I was going to say, then yeah. gone and been successful in the northerly. So yeah. it, it's sort of one of those ones you could go to the um, champion fillies. Just, just, just as a warning note to listeners, perhaps to some degree, mm. she might win well, but you might go, hang on, she might need a bit more of a break um, and you might be sort of forced to skip the guineas if that's the path you went down. But um, yeah, yeah, it's sort of a, it's a catch-22 right. and the, you sort of go, well, geez, we're letting a quarter of a million dollars, quarter million dollar race. Was that, that right? Yeah. Uh, champion Phillies? Oh, 300, uh, 300 now. 300 yeah. there. So yeah. you also don't want to leave a $300,000 race sitting on the table when it could be something of a glorified track gallop for her mm. if she's going as well as yeah. you think. So it's a yeah. it's a fine balancing act. Um, you're 100% right in that. Never wrong, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> and you're 100% right with um, Bob's Phillies. You know, yeah. like a couple of times there, he deviated out and went direct. And it's purely, and it's purely because like you got to sit there and watch them because they're, it's a cruel program the Phillies have got. So you can't lock anything in. I think Arcadia, uh, Arcadia Queen was the only Philly robust enough to do champ, like 
hundred percent. Burgess yep. Green, Champion Phillies, mm-hmm. Guineas, Northern. Perfect yep. Jules skipped it. She skipped. She went straight to the Guineas. Yeah, yep. she's yep. Yep. Champion yep. Phillies. Yeah, yeah, yep. spot on. So you got to just read them. Um, and we, I suppose, what separates an elite horse from a from a good horse is her ability to bounce out of gallops and races. And she had a bit of a puff after the Belgravia, and yet by Wednesday she was out of control and. And it's like, well, that's why you're good because you can just bounce everything. Are you excited to get her up over a mile and beyond, Simon? Is, is or is that sort of like, are you still? Uh, is it? Are you? Is it firm in your mind that that's going to suit her? I suppose is my question. I don't know if it'll suit her. I'm excited to go down that way, purely mm. because like she slingshots into everything and, and crunches through the line, and it's even her work. She's never sort of on empty, so you'd have to say she'd get it. Uh, I suppose the thing that I really enjoyed from Saturday was she was first up, and she's never been on top of a hot speed. Like the Caracatta was a hot speed, but she was out the back. That's right. So she's had she's had to sort of punch a bit of a hot speed. At, that's the closest she's been ridden, and she was still there at the end. So that was just a, something new for her as well. Um, but like you'll see in the Burgess Queen, she'll just sit midfield or worse and slingshot into it, mm-hmm. um, and and then everyone might be like, "Wow, have a look at this," you know. Um, but but we're still going to go there and win. It's not a full-blown conclusion, but <laughs> weights and measures suggest we get we get in pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's funny with the options available now. If if you do, I mean, I I think she'll she'll get the journeys and and probably keep on winning the whole way through the grab. If Patty gets off after the champion fillies and says, "Geez, I don't know if she ran out a super strong mile," you can sort of reassess and go, "Hang on, let's pop back to the gold rush in three or four weeks' yeah. times after that. It's mm. worth one and a half million bucks as well." It's so it's a um, wait for, wait for age yeah the yeah the options are it, it's a perfect sort of setup where there are a plethora of options and you can sort of learn as you go and and sort of be guided by what Patty says as well. Mm. Yeah, exactly right, and uh, we have been afforded that luxury this year with the added race on, that that if we need to detour, we can, and you still got access to big money. <coughs> so, I've got a few questions for you just about WA Racing in general, but before we do, can, can you just, I see you've got, uh, you're selling up four, you're going to be a busy man, uh, you've got four runners in the Prince of Wales Stakes on uh, Saturday, Pans Down, it's a Ray Day, Amasinas, and of course the, the current favourite. Miss Kentucky. You've also got two runners in race one of the day, Lexington City and Queen of Soul. Just on the Prince of Wales, obviously Miss Kentucky, uh, outstanding along the rail, first up, saluted. Uh, how she come through? And uh, and I guess are, are all these are all four of yours winter bottom bound, or are they going to deviate post Prince of Wales on Saturday? Uh, good question because it'll depend. Like Pans Down and Ray Day will. Um, I'll see how they go Saturday. Now, if they're just a couple of lengths off, well, in two weeks' time, there's a 78 1200, mm-hmm. uh, or yeah, 78 1200, which is perfect. So they can take an easier route. Um, Miss Contiki will play this path and win a bottom. Amasinas, if she's just a rung below on Saturday, then I can go three weeks to the jungle miss mm-hmm. for her and play the Phillies and Mare too. So, off the back of this run, we got options for all of them, but uh, this was a run that probably pans down into Ray Day uh, have to stand up to warrant going to the Colonel Reeves. Otherwise, I'll take an easier path. 
Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. That's. I think there's another seventy eight plus twelve hundred on Winterbottom Day as well. So a couple of uh, color, couple of yeah. uh, suitable options coming up right. for those those two horses. But Miss Kentucky, um, how do you? Obviously the. Um, the first up win was excellent, sort of called up, fall back the fence, got the run, went bang. Uh, different story on Saturday from 13, sort of gets back wide-ish, three-wide cover line peeling. Um, how do you how do you see that race shaping out? Well, I think she's better that way. Yeah. Um, I know her record from one's pretty good, but I think she's more effective um, when she can slingshot in and have clear air down the outside, so I'm happy with that. There should be good speed in the race again. Uh, with those high-class horses, so it looks good for her. The um, Amasinus, uh she'll take great benefit from her first-up run, so she she'll improve. It's just whether she's at Miss Kentucky's level. Uh, I thought Pan's down and Radio were good the other day. Radio just got held up, and I pulled the blinkers off him. I think I might have made a blue chuck in there more, and he's just stealing up a bit too hard. Um, so he can have him off. I might have been a bit harsh on him in winter when he got rolled at his last one. I thought he was looking for the shades. And maybe I should have just looked at it and said, well, it was a nice enough horse that beat us and mm-hmm. gave it weight. But I looked at it probably a bit harsh. Okay. So <clears throat> what have you made of the the changes to the program, the – the addition, well, the increase in stake money of the Placid Arc Stakes, a, a race that you've got a tremendous record in historically, um, $500,000 there, the $1.5 million old Skay Hill, which is now now the gold rush. Um, and just want to see that the the, the Placid Arc Prelude on Saturday has only got the five runners, no, no Miller runner, which is unusual. And do you have anything sort of headed towards the, the Placid Arc at all? Added the first year. Oh, I don't know how many Placid Arcs we've won, mm. but we've had a good handle on it. <laughs> and the first year, it looks like I, I've, I may have won, um, but there's probably better credentialed horses from other stables heading there. Uh, I, mean, I had a couple of big gun sprinters that were going to naturally head that path, but they went Shinsaw, so they're already back in the paddock. So yeah. um, that rules me out with a few of them, so I'm spilling. But. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I like, I would love to have had something in that race on Saturday that um, I just didn't have the right horse to go there on spilling because there's only five in it. Yeah, yeah. It just it just feels like there with the with what they've created from a three year old point of view, especially, is we're just going to have that weight of numbers to and and quality to be able to. I think we had only had eight in the Belgravia. Then we've only got five in the Placid Art Prelude. So I think it's just going to take take a while to bet in. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think you're right, mm. but uh, don't be. You watch the Placid Arc, you'll get solid numbers in that purely yep. because you'll have those five from this race go there. You'll have um, your Burgess Queen and your and your Faritha horses switch back. Uh, it, it, they'll get numbers in there. And it'll be a nice field, but I think the lead up races, everyone's playing a bit of cat and mouse as mm, to who yes. wants to sort of yes. test themselves at fourteen hundred or who wants to stay at a thousand, like. To be fair, Trevor, uh, his filly's just unbelievable, and he's he bypassed the Belgravia to hit this as a lead up. Well, he looks like a genius by doing it now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, and Baby Paris has done the same thing. So because you got options now, I suppose your lead ups won't have the big numbers, but they'll have a bit of quality in there. Um, but it's still, I still feel sick when I watch a hundred thousand dollar race for three year olds over over a thousand, and I haven't got one. <laughs> Uh, last question from me. Um, 
What did what did you make of the uh, the addition of the Quokka next April? And have your stable or any of your clients uh, been involved in the slot application process? You would have bought three of the slots when you saw them. I think it's I think it's good fun. Yeah. Um, and it'll once the carnival's over, and then everyone can sort of turn their attention to it. Um, I will. It'll it'll gather a bit of momentum, no doubt, and. Then the negotiations and all that start to begin. Um, you only got to see what the Everest is like. It's just mayhem now. It's bigger than the Melbourne Cup. So mm. uh, I think it's a great addition to the calendar. I think the distance is perfect because you can try and lasso a few of those TJ Smith type of horses to switch back and come over. And, and for us, having a Roma Cup as a lead up, I think it's a good idea as well. So. Um, yeah, it'll be pretty cool. Uh, what do you think about the name? Um, <laughs> you could have come up with anything, couldn't you? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I was a bit sort of dirty that um, Kingston Town lost the Kingston Town race, you know. We like to call the gold rush the Northerly. But at the end of the day, we all adjust and adapt and as trainers we'll get confused <laughs> a little more yeah. with names. Like I, I can't even keep up with the four days at Flemington now. I'm trying to figure out what the mile race is and oh, it just yes. changes. It I changes agree. every year. <laughs> yeah, so I but, get a bit confused. But if if you're in a one and a half million dollar race and you win it, it won't really matter what the name is. Or, or in this case, the Quokka, four million dollar race, it won't matter. Might be called the Amelia Jewel. Um, yeah, yeah, the wait for eight Amelia's jewels in a few years' time, perhaps. When are we going to have the Simon yeah. Amelia Miller Classic? Cool. <laughs> yeah. for, ma- for, for country maidens. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey yeah, Simon, so. in a, in a, in a per- perfect world, Amelia's Jewel sweeps all before her, uh, has a tremendous Pinnacles Carnival, wins, you know, races well. Or what, in your mind, what is 2023? Uh, what does that look like for a horse like Amelia's Jewel? Oh, yeah, it looks fun, BJ. Like, mm. should be going east. It's yeah. just a matter of what, what we target, and we'll get a better picture when we stretch her out in trip this time to help plan us for next year. Um, I don't know what her pet distance is at the moment. So once we know what it is, then we can hone in on certain races uh, next year. Like Australian Gears, you know, those she, type of races. Well, yeah, yeah it could be, mate. Mm. Absolutely. Or, you know, like I said, um, in another interview, like she's that freaky. She could be in a like in twelve months' time. She could be in a Coxplate or she could be in an Everett. Like yeah. she's, I don't know. I, so I don't be know. Fair old junket it. on Coxplate weekend. I reckon I might make that one over if she's in a Coxplate oh, next year, good. just yeah. to uh, yeah, just to make a mess of myself and cheer her home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't. Yeah, it's exciting. Like, I mean, she's four for four untapped, and we haven't got a handle on what her forte is yet. So pretty cool. Very cool, very cool. Hey, uh, thanks again, Simon, for all, all, all your time and uh, we really appreciate chatting with you here on the 1-1 and uh, best of luck moving forward into the peak period of the Ascot season. Thank you and I think Lexington City can beat Queen of Soul just in case Peroni's listening to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> very good. I'm with you. <laughs> thanks again, Simon. <laughs> thanks, boys. Have a great weekend. Cheers. Thanks, Simon.